0: Ba, 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 ba. here we go the John Curley Sherry Elliker show. It's news and entertainment Let' let's go <laughs> As else, from yesterday. I remember we had a very romantic uh, Valentine's Day. Jacobs scale 1 to10 how romantic was yours. Mine? Probably a, a one or two. all yeah, right? Top that Andrew. I don't think I can. I'm also at one to two. How's how's it go? How's it possibly go from a zero to a two? Um, I'll leave it at that. All yeah. right, Sherry. The uh, story coming out of the uh, you know all these layoffs that are occurring all over the place, and uh, the question is: there was a time. When Boeing was letting everybody go, there was a real estate agent that put up a big billboard. This is a famous story. It was the 19, like middle 70s or something, what year it was. The last person leaving Seattle, please turn out the lights. Because when Boeing and all the jobs that were Boeing jobs, that was all the eggs were in one basket... And When they, when the recession hit and or when we went into an inflational spiral and then also when the government got involved, when it started to do an oil embargo, they really screwed things up. So Boeing's let people go. Seattle was just uh, turning into a little bit of a ghost town. So now people are saying, hey, with all these tech companies laying all these people off, are we going to go back to that? so we going to put that billboard back up again? So uh, thousands and thousands of tech workers lose their jobs in Seattle. Is the future bright for Seattle?
1: I think it only tells part of the story. Uh, yes, there have been a lot of layoffs. Amazon, 18,000. Microsoft, 10,000. Salesforce, 8,000. Meta, 4,000. Google, 12,000. Now, granted, some of these are worldwide layoffs, right? They're not mm. just in the Seattle area. Um, but when you consider the size of these companies, it's still a tiny fraction of what their employment actually is, so the the tech sector still has uh, uh, more jobs than it did even twelve months ago, mm-hmm. so it 's not really time to sound the alarm bells i, I don 't think some people are saying yes it 's devastating because we 're having all of these people that you know have been uh, come to Seattle to to work and they were only employed, some people were very young, they were employed for six months, and then now they 're gone, and that 's a problem. But keep in mind, the unemployment rate is still very low. Boeing just hired 25,000 new workers. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are finding new jobs relatively quickly. And they've also gotten severance packages so they don't have to go on unemployment right away. They have a little bit of wiggle room to find a new job. And so it doesn't seem like it's as terrifying or concerning uh, as as you might think, given these numbers that seem very high.
0: Yeah. What had happened, according to the Wall Street Journal, when you look at the numbers, when the government locked down everything and people were stuck at home, tech companies began to hire, and they hired way above their normal hiring rate in order to pick up the additional pressure of demand as people were buying stuff online because the government was sending them free money. So they were buying more stuff and sitting at home and the the online world exploded so they hired more and then they just basically came into layoffs when demand dropped back down again you know think of it like during the christmas season you know retail stores will hire more people to take up uh, the additional flow of consumers coming into the door to buy christmas presents so drops back down again. So they were a little fat when it came to their employee numbers. And if you're 24 years old and you have a skill and you're in the tech world, or program or whatever else you're doing, there's still going to be a place for you. You'll find some other place to go. And a lot of other people that do break away from larger corporations that still have all the know-how. I was talking to a friend of mine that got laid off. And he's like, you know, we're, there's like six or seven of us that got laid off. We think if we all – we were thinking if we could get the capital – we could now compete against our previous employer. I thought, whoa, that is fascinating. They're like, yeah, we we know what they do right and what they do wrong. We know what happened to them when they got too big and they got too slow and they weren't responsive enough to customers. We have all the knowledge, and we could probably set this up on our own. You know, all we're looking for, and then at that point he looks at me and goes, so if I could get a quarter of a million dollars from you, it's like, huh? Mm. Eh, eh. Huh? <laughs> now he's kidding. No, seriously. If you know like ten friends and they all give us, and and we'll give you an eight percent return, if 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 because we really think we can do this. It's like, yeah, I'm all. I think it's a great idea on your part, but uh, don't be looking for me to give you any money, any seed money on that one. So it's not going to be the end of anything. Although if you do look at how, certainly when you send everybody home, it has changed America and it has changed how people work. Recent forecast shows that remote working will continue to increase in 2023 and 2024. They have sort of broken the mold, the structure. If you look at the Industrial Revolution in the United States, there was some point that about 80% of people lived out in the rural areas and farming. Industrial Revolution comes in, and then cities just blew up. Everybody leaving rural life, leaving behind, leaving mom and dad behind on the farm and going into the city to make uh, their way in the world and uh, finding it to have more options, more money, and then urban areas began to uh, populate the United States. So, you know, this sort of thing is a bit—it's a big paradigm shift. 2444 dollars and forty-four cents. Exactly. Did I hit that by mistake? That you take him. Not <laughs> I'm sure what that copy. was. I think that was you. John. I,
1: I, I hope so. Oh, sorry
0: about that. Yeah, I just, <laughs> it did. That was that was how much you I, were I, offering. you were willing he's to. He's offering that, me. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to give him that thing. contain? Are layoffs contagious? Um, just because one company does fire the employees, the thousands doesn't mean uh, that others uh, should as well. So it does seem, doesn't it, when you all of a sudden hear oh, my gosh, uh, Google's laying people off, and then the next story is that Amazon lays off, and these others are laying off. Is it because it's contagious in that one company follows the other? Um, it seems, like according to this article, that when one does it, it kind of gives them some sort of protection or cover to then begin to lay off because maybe shareholders will be saying, well, what are you doing to get rid of you know some of the fat that you have, get a little closer to the bone, and save more of that profit? Are you headcount heavy? And then others sort of follow along the lines of, uh, you know, the big three.
1: It's called copycat layoffs, and and there's Mm -hmm. a few reasons why people do it. They say that a lot of these firms didn't need to lay off so many people. They just chose to. And so when they see this happening in their industry, it allows them – To do the same thing to cut some of the fat without the Mm -hmm. scrutiny being on them. Because when you hear XYZ company just cut 10,000 people, you think, wow, they either are suffering, uh, they're going to go under. There's all these problems with management. If everybody's doing it, then they know that they can sort of just, you know, hide behind all the other ones and that this is a, this is a opportunity for them to just get rid of, Some people and did they you know did they all did they do it just because everybody else was doing it? No. But this does give them the chance, if they were thinking about maybe trimming the workforce a little bit, now's the time to do it when everybody get on board with it. Everybody else is doing it.
0: Yeah, I um I it is we do move we're all we're mammals and we do have to sort of uh antelope at the watering hole. You know, one of them perks up and hears something and then they all their heads pop up and they're all looking around and then they all take off in the same direction because danger is somewhere nearby so there is a sense ceos or whoever ceo who's in there making those decisions sees that something is out there there's something coming and then you start to maybe look a little more closely at how many people full-time employees you have and how much you're spending and you just sense that danger is out there. It's always said that the smart man, the, the one that's able to take advantage when everyone is running the one direction, if you go in the other direction, everybody else is panicking panicking and, and, and making rash decisions, selling their house, dumping their house, changing business directions. If you've got the fortitude to be able to stay there and say, nope, you know what? I'm going to go the other direction. Right? Whenever everybody else is selling, you should be buying. Whenever everyone else is buying, you should be selling. It's very hard to do that because there is this thing that holds us all together. They always say there's very few curious antelopes at the watering hole, right? Somebody, one of the antelope hears the sound, they all pop up, and one of the antelopes say, hold on, hold on, let's not all panic, hang on, let's just give it a couple minutes to see what it might be. I mean, that's the one that gets taken by the lion, right? There's all the other ones you're ta- Hey, what's the hurry, fellas? There's plenty of water here for everybody. It's my imitation of a curious, soon to be dead antelope. Have you ever had anything in life, Sher, sure, where everybody's <laughs> going in one direction? You sell all your stock or you buy something because everyone else is buying it. You know, you got all caught up in that beanie babies craze, I know. Um, so.
1: Yeah, my, my humble ever, collection. I just said, oh, I got to get rid of these. I got to do it. I can't, can't hold on now. to them anymore. Dump, now dump the them, time.
0: dump them, sell everything, <laughs> sell everything. <laughs> See, even sell the beanie babies that the tags fell off of. Oh. So, yeah. Have you, have you ever thought to yourself, gosh, if only I had bought this while everybody was selling, you ever look back and think, yeah, I could be a rich man?
1: I no, I, I did. For a while, I decided that because I, I bought this house in, uh, 1998 in in, uh, in Old Town Alexandria which at the time it was a it was new construction and it was sort of in an area that hadn't been overly developed so mm. I bought it and everybody said to me you know hang on to that house that house is going to be worth a lot of money as things develop more so I hung on to it, and it got more valuable and more valuable. And then around 2009 or so, I started to panic because I had been living Mm. in Baltimore. And I thought, I don't want to pay capital gains on this. And I've been out of the house for a certain number of years or whatever, and it was this whole thing. So it was a downturn in the market, and I put the house on the market at the wrong time. And I thought, I just want to bail on this because I don't want to have to pay capital gains if I'm going to stay someplace else and whatever and if I needed the money. Anyway, I got the lowest offer ever on it, and I was about to take it. And finally, even the realtor's like, don't do it.
0: Hang mm. on to
1: it. Don't yeah. do it. You will regret Good. this. It's Good. only Good. going to get Good. more valuable. Do what you have to do to hang on to it. But And, and I and I listened, and I didn't take the offer, and I, I'm living in it now. Oh. and it completely tanked no it didn't it got more value, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a disaster
0: so h- h- held on to it i had a uh, well, i saw that exxon about a year and a half ago came out with this crap this dei stuff and I, and really super into all that nonsense in 2020 and i was like oh you know what you wokesters. i'm f- i'm 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 selling exxon i have a bunch of exxon stock i'm going to get rid of it you know you yeah, I didn't want to support them I thought other people were probably going to be bailing on it too I sold it and I just looked it up I sold it at like 72 or something It's at 116 Crap
1: I, I, It's like what I does it this...
0: matter What am I standing on principle And then I look at it and I'm like wow look how much money I could have made If I held on to that thing Am I supposed I to feel better thing. that I didn't support them? What you did? What? Yeah,
1: I, I know. With Apple, I, 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 Trevor says I treat my Apple stock like it's the family dog. You know, I don't want anybody to sell it because I keep thinking it's going to keep going up in 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 price because it keeps getting better. Um, and he sold some of it, and I I cling to it. And I, so yeah, I mean you get you get these ideas in your head, and for you, you did stand on a principle, and I think that's actually really good. I think you said I don't like the direction this company is going in. I don't want my money involved in it, and you took it out. Good for you.
0: Yeah, I don't feel bad. I mean, it's all the stuff that I do invest in. But uh, by the way, Apple was the only reason that my father had any money left. He, he retired at the age of fifty-four. Fifty-four. What?
1: Did he didn't work enough? Did, he had a bunch did, of different he do stuff. Anything that he,
0: else? He was involved with a whole bunch of crazy ideas. He bought a giant slide and. He bought different things. He was a real entrepreneur, but stop.
1: Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, (laughs) He bought a giant slide for him or for for customers?
0: No, business.
1: Okay. On the boardwalk. (laughs) Okay, got it. Okay. (laughs) I thought maybe he was just one of his own personal playground. I'm buying a giant slide.
0: No, he would find, he would go, this is before the internet, he would go and find small local papers and he would read the obituaries and he would often look for... Uh, Somebody who had died that had a business that had sons involved, he knew often the sons didn't care, and he would either buy houses that way, that there was a home and both people have died. He'd go in and he'd sweep in there and make an offer on the house, uh, shopping on the obituaries for jobs, I mean for businesses, and then also uh, for homes. And some guy had like an amusement park kind of thing with a giant slide. That was a, you know, went in there and bought that. And then he had this thing like, hey, listen, we could get more people through have more people. What's taking? It's taking too long for people to go down the slide. We need to speed that up so the line isn't long. So then he, he waxed the slide and had special. <laughs> you know, Jacob, I don't need this. No, it's I, good. It's I, my dad's. My dad's dead. Okay. No. I, Are you happy now? I, I'm Are you happy? He's coming in and making. I just. I, I wouldn't have. Occurred, it wouldn't have occurred to me. You can make the giant slide more efficient by greasing it or something. I mean, were there more if, children injured because of yes, flying? Yes, that down was the road? problem. Okay. People yeah. were really hauling ass down that slide. <laughs> <laughs> they get to the bottom very quickly, which my father liked the turnover rate. But the problem was there was also a higher, I'm not higher gonna, injury yeah, rate. I, I'm not going to go on the slide again if I've now broken my legs. <laughs> it's the <a> problem. <laughs>
1: Not exactly good for return business with wheelchairs and walkers. (laughs) Well,
0: that's where you get them. See, Sherry? (laughs) You get them down the slide, and then you sell them crutches and canes and whip flash collars all available for you at the bottom of the slide. Uh, It's just an idea. Just, you know, different ideas. Like He he gave gave me the idea about the hot dogs, selling hot dogs at, at Veterans Stadium, and that was a good idea. So did that one.
1: So I'll he didn't that, really didn't retire. I? He just became no, no, no. More no. He lived off his Apple
0: stock. Because my oh, brother okay. said he, he just he, every time he needed some money, he would just sell more Apple stock. That was the only thing he had left at the end. But he has enough to get him in a good life. No, he was the one that told me don't don't buy the hot dogs at the stadium. That's your problem. Your cost of overhead is too high. Bring your own hot dogs in, stuff them in your pants, and go and sell them that way. Do much better. Did he also <laughs> tell you to refill the beers in the bathroom? Or something? <laughs>
1: Did you happened. stuff them in your pants?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Here we are. Ba, 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 ba. you're writing, that's good. Teeny, tiny ladies got something to do. She choose the letter of the day. It's going to be yours, the greatest honor bestowed upon you and your family. Small woman in a jar that loves to eat potatoes will be able to choose that letter of the day and that could potatoes. be you, right to us. The- potato. Play that game show where you say potato and see what see what she says.
1: Potato 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 Potato,
0: potato. Alright. Okay, both of you Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, right. You can text at the State Room texting one triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. Uh, Nikki Haley from South Carolina, the governor, and then she, uh, liked her when she was there. Um, one of our ambassadors, our ambassadors, the blasted away at the UN about all their human rights violations. I like her. She's spunky. She got spunk. I like the cut of her jib, Sherry. What do you think of her? What do they give her jib?
1: Huh? A <laughs> oh, good jib. Good jib.
0: Yes, she takes a shot at um. The oldest man ever elected to office, and then the other guy that would also be an old-time geezer as well if he gets re-elected. America
2: is not past our prime. It's just that our politicians are past theirs.
0: (laughs) Big applause line.
2: In the America I see, the permanent politician will finally retire.
0: (laughs) By the way, are these—is these fake applause, Andrew? You put all that stuff in there. They seem a little too too bright and uh, too quick on it. But uh, here here's your next one: Ready? term
2: limits for Congress.
0: Never, they'll never vote for that. Mm-hmm.
2: And mandatory mental competency tests for politicians over 75 years old.
0: I'm on for that. Dianne Feinstein says she's not running again. Good. They, they, there's pieces on her. She's just completely out of it. Oh, she's, um, oh it's sad. It's sad. It she is, says she needs is. a new Our generation. Our
2: cause is right, but we have failed to win the confidence of a majority of Americans. Well, that ends today.
0: Come on. <laughs>
2: If you're tired of losing, put your trust in a new generation. And if you want to win, not just as a party, but as a country, stand with me.
0: No applause on that one. Uh, What do you think about that Uh, mental competency test? Anybody over 75?
1: I think I I think it's a fine idea. I I don't know how they're going to do that. I mean, is it going to be a, a standard? Do you have dementia test? Or is it going to be a just uh, how do you find your car in a parking lot test? I mean, I don't I don't know really. It's such a general term, a general way to say it. I don't know how they'll really do it. And then what? Like well, somebody... they'd have to
0: write it. They have to write it into law, so they had to come yeah. up with it, right? And I'm sure both sides would try to protect themselves best they possibly can. But I do believe the American people have a right to know. Yeah, okay, they tell you, oh, is he, f- you know, the physician. Yeah, he's in fine shape for a man his age. What does that mean? And you know, you're not getting the straight poop on it. Listen, anybody can tell you just by looking at Joe Biden. That guy is not there, right? Remember that time that he's there, to the woman, the sad story, I think she's a Pennsylvania congresswoman, died in that car accident, Jackie. She had just passed in that car accident, I think, she like three or four days earlier, and then they were going to have some sort of ceremony for her. And Joe Biden, President of the United States, up there, where's Jackie? Where's Jackie? Jack, Where is she? Stand up, Jackie, where is she? Hey, hey Joe, she's dead. I mean, remember this? The, the, the number of things you could bring up, you know he's not there. You can tell he's not there. You can tell he's in great mental decline. It's not going to get any better. He's not going to improve. It's like, oh, four years from now, he, he you know, he'll hit his stride. No way. American people have absolutely the right to know. And the same thing with Trump. Can you do you have cognitive abilities? Do you have the ability to concentrate and do this job? Can you articulate a clear idea? The fact that Joe Biden decided he would break their tradition by not being interviewed by a Fox uh, reporter prior to the Super Bowl, which Obama sat down, Trump sat down, they all would sit down there. You knew that it was going to be, you know, it was Fox taking shots at him, but it's normally pretty fair. But they're not going to let Joe Biden do that. You're not going to let Joe Biden do a one-on-one. Every time he does a one-on-one, his entire staff has to do walk back everything. He didn't mean this. He didn't mean that. He's stumbling through the State of the Union address. Come on, he, and he will never do a mental competency test, right?
1: No, because he can't pass, and it's not so much I think that he is somehow incompetent, like he doesn't know where he is or he he can't mm-hmm. intellectually handle the job. Here's the problem: we've had aging parents. I, I have aging. I've had aging parents. I've watched people in their life and whatever. It's also a matter of stamina. I mean, the mm-hmm. amount of work that it takes to be the president of the United States, the amount of energy that it takes to go to events, to have meetings day and night, to have that pressure, to have all of that, that is enormous on anybody. So mm-hmm. you get somebody that's 80 years old. The average 80-year-old probably is, even if they're in superb shape, there has to be a level of energy that has declined and significantly, and so I I would even go so far as to say there should be age limits on on the president's being able to be president. We you can't be president before you're 35. Maybe don't be president after you're 75.
0: Hmm. Wow. Look at you. Put a big applause line in for Sherry for that one. Wow. So <laughs> an age limit on that because at 75 you start to lose it.
1: I don't say, not everybody, not, not, my mom's almost 90 and she's unbelievable in terms of her mental capacity, but she gets tired. I mean, it's just yeah. a it's just a fact. So I just think if if we said okay after seventy five, because then you get into the same problem. You do if you run for president, you become president at seventy five. Then, then you then you want to run again at seventy nine, and then you're really into a territory where I think your role should be elder statesman. It shouldn't necessarily be that of leader of the free world. And if that's ageism, I apologize, but I don't think that it is. I think it's a practical observation.
0: Look at all the stories they run all the time about Putin, right? Oh, Putin's got cancer, or Putin's doing this, mm-hmm. or Putin's got palsy, this, Putin's sick, sick. He's Something's wrong with him. Constantly trying to find out if the guy has uh, got the vim and vigor for the job. But you look at Biden and the fact that the media didn't say anything when he did the entire campaign from his basement and came out mm-hmm. only to eat ice cream and say, yeah, chocolate, I like chocolate. So, <laughs> The problem the Democrats have is if he runs again, and it certainly looks like he's planning on running again, that he has Nikki. He's going to be able to have Kamala Harris right beside him. Well, you know, if he does win, do you think two years into that he is not going to be at that point just a complete mumbling idiot? Then you're stuck with Kamala Harris. So the question becomes: Will the? What are the inside internal pressures? on biden to be like look if you do run you gotta get rid of her because you know who's ever in there with you as your vp is most likely going to end up taking over but you know we'll do the 25th amendment and you'll have to step down or we'll leave you'll be out of there um so you've got to get somebody better than kamala harris so then you've had harris do the same thing as shapiro uh, that uh, agnew did Spear agnew said well, yeah they uh, got some whole bunch of tax stuff they got on so he stepped down nixon slides out Ford steps in to take Agnes place, and he's tied in place. So they've got to dump uh, Kamala Harris, one of the most incompetent people that has ever been elected this office, to think she is a heartbeat away, and you have Joe Biden in there and Kamala Harris. I'd love to it'll, see what it'll be it'll a fly happen. on the wall.
1: It will never happen. They can't do it. They just can't. And there would be two. It would be so obvious that anything they came up with would be a lie and just a way to get her out. And because she's so symbolic in terms of what she represents – It it just can't happen. But it will lose him the election if people start to think about it. If they say, this is what we're going to get. But they say Ronald Reagan was fully in, you know, had Alzheimer's toward the end and that people just covered for him, that he was a figurehead. He was a great actor. So he could get out there and make speeches.
0: Mm, I've heard that, too. But you you want to let's uh, you know what? Let's skip traffic and you and I will debate the Rankovic summit. All right, Jacob, (laughs) get rid of all. Yeah. All commercials. We're gonna talk Rankovic <laughs> the next we'll two hours. Bounce, yeah. We got an all hour. Right?
1: We can do that. Yeah, sure.
0: All right, Teeny. All right. You ready, Teeny? You ready? You got that letter of the day? Ready to go? You, you got it? Yes. 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 All right. Questions for Teeny before we get in letter of the day and all the rest of letters, Sherry?
1: No. I have no questions. <laughs> oh, really? No, really, I don't. I have no questions. I'm sure okay, the letter guys, is the Guys, guys, break,
0: break it up. I love a cat fight as much as the next guy, but wow. Come on. We're a team.
1: Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. Remember
0: that. We're a team. <laughs> all right, a letter of the day, but first I take care of all, all the rest. Here we go.
1: About John's band, Doug and Mount Vernon. By the way, skip
0: the Mailman song. I'm sorry. We've got to keep going. Keep going. No Mailman song. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Sherry. Go ahead.
1: Okay, Doug and Ver- mm-hmm. Mount Vernon says, All's Welch that ends Welch was the second choice. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Seattle Police, uh, 253. John, you nailed it. So tired of the arguing about the obvious. The homeless, quote-unquote, cost is a fortune, and they don't want to improve, so crime rises, costing even more lives and money. The sane can only take so much gaslighting.
1: Mike and the 206, criminals in Seattle are like little children. They'll do whatever they want when they know they're not being watched.
0: Mm -hmm. And when it comes to corporate layoffs, uh, it says here the show is – is going off the slide.
1: Okay. Uh, 509. To sell stadium dogs was John yelling out, John's trouser dogs here. Get my trouser dog here. Sort of warm trouser dog here.
0: Gross. <laughs> I never referred to as my trouser dog. <laughs> Gross. Podcast. Sure, you don't even know the story. I do know the story. I had long underwear on.
1: Okay, but it's a little too close. I don't want to buy a hot dog that's been near a- up.
0: <laughs> oh, oh! By the way, you know where the meat comes from from the hot dog? You know how close that is to all the pigs' parts. I leave. I rest my case. Podcast okay. going on, mm. Steve. <laughs> I sense you judging me. Steve from Renton says. How about uh, Big Hands Hot Sauce?
1: Uh, Gary in, th- in th- uh, 360. Spotify, a better brand name for a carpet cleaner. <laughs> uh,
0: and uh, have, have any of these podcasters watched Guy Ferry? I mean, if you want to make it big, you have to have passion. Otherwise, you're just a sleep aid.
1: Mental competency tests. John in the 360 says they should be tested right when they decide to run and at the start of each term.
0: I can't get the button. <laughs> That's worth it. 253. <laughs> I think 70 would be the age limit uh, for all of them to run. Dot, dot, dot.
1: Gen Z drivers, Mike in Portland, mm-hmm. drive. Sheesh. Have you noticed kids 16 to 20 don't want to anything? Want to go to mm-hmm. Hawaii? Nope. Want to go to a Seahawks game? Nope. Want to go to college?
0: Nope. <laughs> wow. Uh, John, us Gen Xers. Also, I don't want to drive. Uh, We're sick of the traffic, but the way we avoid driving is to buy a fully self-driving Tesla. And
1: now it is time for the letter of the day.
0: Teeny didn't do a very good job with these letters today. (laughs) Sorry, Teeny. Surey.
1: Okay, this is uh, from Oliver. Uh, mm. Hey, John, I want to yeah. hear Andrew sing. Pay him 10 bucks to sing this. Here wait we go. Come- wait
0: up, wait. wait uh, Andrew has agreed to sing it for us, Oh, I've really? got your music wow. prepared, so you here don't have go. to. Yeah, yeah here right. we
1: go. Here we come, Tune down the street. We get the
0: dirtiest looks from everyone we meet. Hey, hey, where the fart sounds, and people say we fart around. <laughs> Yeah. To so anybody down Wow, thank you yeah, Holy moly, wow, what a way to end the show Let's go through said, just some of the reasons podcasts fail, by the way huh? yeah. It doesn't work that way that's okay. all she wrote. That's all she wrote. <laughs> right oh my god. No right you should all be ashamed of yourself. yourself. Even you, T. Even you. <laughs> you. Do another hour. Goal. Let's come on. Let's get it together, everybody.